Hello again, everybody. This is Lance Russell with Championship Wrestling with another big week. Join us right now. Hello, welcome to the Double Dropkick Show. I'm Heath Mulligan. And I'm Mark Whitman. And we're back. And we're angry. <laughs> That's right. And we're not going to take it anymore. <laughs> we were just sitting here talking. Catch it Both up. of us just grumbling about <laughs> things, and Ethan's like, why are we not recording this? We should record this. this. So, uh, because we haven't recorded in a while, I wanted to use this episode to kind of catch up. I wanted to get Mark's thoughts on the Pro Wrestling Turbo Show from the other night, and uh, but we were talking about refrigerators. My refrigerator uh, just went out. Uh, one of the ways, there's several ways uh, you can know when your refrigerator has gone out. The freezer will go out. It stops cooling stuff. That's a surefire sign. Our, our ice maker hasn't that worked. That probably is number one. Right. <laughs> when things aren't cold anymore. But when your milk is chunky, Ugh. you know, I'm glad I would have vomited. I like chunky peanut butter. Right. I don't like chunky milk. No. Uh, but we started shopping for refrigerators. Mm-hmm. And now, are there... Good serviceable refrigerators for five, six hundred, seven hundred bucks. Yeah, absolutely. Are they right? I have not seen them. CNC appliances in Seneca, uh, which oh, they you talking about one of them half a dorm refrigerator? It's like half the size. It's a little bitty refrigerator. No, no, this is a full size, but the freezer's on top. It's not side by side. Oh, you talking old school? No, I mean this old school looking refrigerator. But they had a they had a stainless steel two door for right. seven hundred bucks. Oh, okay. Uh, but there are refrigerators that are five thousand dollars. Yes. One had a screen, a touch screen. They check your email. Like I got a phone. Are you that busy? Right. <laughs> that year, I mean, you know. Listen, I know these stay at home moms <laughs> have got it rough. Yeah. You know what I mean? They have to bend at the waist and start those DVDs all day long. <laughs> so I know that they got a hard life. But but can't you just check your email on your telephone? Uh, I mean, I'm already, listen, I'm already distracted enough. I've all, By the time I get to the refrigerator, I forgot why I went there anyway. And you're putting another wall of distraction? I'm going to the refrigerator to forget life problems. <laughs> I plan. <laughs> when I go to the refrigerator, I plan on eating myself or drinking myself into a stupor. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be reminded of everybody's arguing on Twitter and blah, blah, blah. I don't want, I'm t- I don't want that when I'm trying to look in the refrigerator. The refrigerator should be a happy place. <laughs> uh, but what got me started, they, there's another refrigerator. You knock on the door. It lights up. You can see what's in there. Mm-hmm. You knock on the door again. The light goes off. But a lot of these refrigerators, the door, you, you click a button, and the like only the outer part of the door opens up. Right. I've seen those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we so lazy? Have we reached that point in society? I don't have neither of the time, the energy, or the inclination to open the whole refrigerator door. I need a little button because I just want to get the milk. Listen, part of being alive is looking, is having to open that refrigerator door and look for something. 
and you can't find it. Listen, that's what's wrong with these children today. Everything's right there for them. They ain't got to search for the butter. They ain't got to search for the milk. They ain't got to search for the salsa. They ain't got to search for the jelly. It's all right there in front of them. When I was a kid, one of my hobbies was opening the refrigerator That's about right. once an hour. <laughs> right. Because my daddy would finally come around and say, ain't nobody slipped nothing in. <laughs> why you wasn't looking? Hey, sometimes that's the only way we could get our fathers to talk to us is to continually <laughs> open the refrigerator. Shut that door. Yeah, ain't nobody put ain't that trying to heat, ain't trying to cool the whole neighborhood off. But now these kids, they'll come in the kitchen, open the refrigerator door, Go use, leave the door open, go use the bathroom, play Fortnite, come back to the refrigerator, the door's still open. Well, is that their fault or is it their father's fault for not saying, hey, close that door? Well, I mean, I'm see, getting there see, late. See, our fathers weren't interested in being our friends. That's right. They were interested in being our father. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they weren't interested in heat cooling the whole yeah, they, but, and my dad, As my father used to say, I just talked to Miss Williams, who was our neighbor. Yeah. She called over here and said her house was cool enough so you could close that front door. <laughs> you don't need to be cooling off the whole neighborhood. Uh, yeah, I mean, as a child, you know, before, you know, I grew up in church or whatever, but before I really started learning the scriptures for myself, I thought the 11th commandment was don't leave the refrigerator door. I thought it was a mortal sin. I thought that if I left that door open, puppies died somewhere. That's what I thought. That's how. That was the reaction of my parents yeah. to leaving the door open. I know. Mine too. Uh, Mine too. And like drinking out of the carton, boy. Oh, I never my did that. My mother better never catch me turning the orange juice up. Oh. That orange juice is for everybody, boy. <laughs> Not just for you. Get a cup. Get a glass. You wasn't raised in a barn. <laughs> Are there people in like – are there people in barns everywhere <laughs> leaving the door open, you know drinking forward, out of containers? You know what I'm looking forward to is What's the day that the people who live in barns start getting offended about everybody saying, I'm tired of all these stereotypes <laughs> that y'all are throwing out about me. I, look, I was raised in a barn, all right? And we closed the damn door every time we left. I was raised in a barn, and you will not disparage <laughs> yeah. us anymore. I am sick and tired of being the butt. <coughs> of, I'm sick and tired of being the standard that you hold your children to. What? what? When they go in and out of the house. <laughs> you weren't, like, what does that even mean? You weren't raised. Nobody's raised in a barn. Well, there were probably people that were. Raised in barns. I've slept in a few barns over the years. Oh, my. Yeah, I have. I have. We used to go camping all over the place, man. And and I've uh, there's a, a dentist from Anderson. Right. Uh, and he had a farm up in the mountains. And a bunch of us used to go up there. This wasn't a weird thing. This was back in the 90s or the 80s when, like, you could say, here, the local dentist would take all of us young guys up in the woods. Yeah. And it was fine. Like, there was nothing <laughs> weird about it. You know what I mean? Now, if you heard that, you'd be ready to crucify. What's he taking these boys off in the woods for? You know what I mean? Right. He was a scoutmaster. We were the Boy Scouts. And he had a farm. Right. And there were a couple of us that actually liked to work. Right. It wasn't a farm. I'm sorry. It was a, it was a mountain home. Yeah. 
you say farm because it looked like a farm. Cause right. It had a barn. Um, and he wanted all this work done. So yeah. he would go up on the weekends yeah. and stay up there. And it was me and like four or five other guys. Right. And we would go up there with him and we would clear the land. We would cut trees down. We would yeah. haul them off. And he would always feed us. Yeah. You know? And then we slept in the barn. Right. He had a loft in the barn that was full of old hay bales. Yeah. That was like a foot of hay on the on the ground of the thing. Yeah. So it was comfortable. Yeah. And we would all throw sleeping bags down, sleep in his barn for Friday night and Saturday night. Yeah. And then we'd come home on Sunday. And on the way home on Sunday, he would always stop at a really nice restaurant. Uh-huh. For me, I mean, as a kid, it was right. it was. That's like I had never had like Chinese food oh. or anything like that before, and he would like stop. And yeah, we would. Eat. I remember going to this really nice Japanese restaurant one time because he, you know, he liked Japanese food. Right, and, and you didn't even know it existed. I didn't even know, it. and I, I just got like the sweet and sour chicken. That's right. when he was like, "Look, just get the sweet and sour." Right, chicken. it'll be like uh, chicken nuggets. <laughs> 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 I remember him telling me that. Uh, yeah, so, like, I've slept in barns, and that's why. And it was great, and nobody thought anything about it because this guy actually taught us a work ethic. Right. Hey, you come up here, you work, he'd pay us, he'd feed us, and he'd let us hang out. Because, I mean, we might work five or six hours that yeah. day, but the rest of the day, we just roamed around up on a mountain somewhere. It was great, man. Yeah, I you couldn't do that for a thousand different reasons today. Right, right. Number one, people would be like, "Why are you taking these kids up there?" Yeah. Number two, somebody would get mad because you made their kids sleep in the barn and didn't let them sleep in the house. Right. Whereas for us, it was an adventure. Those children shouldn't be using a chainsaw. Right, like so much stuff that you just learned to do. Yeah. I mean, I can, like we poured concrete in a room on the floor. Yeah. And smoothed it out. I mean, I did all that stuff as a teenager, man. Yeah. Just because this guy took an interest in, right, in helping young guys. You know what I mean. And now, if if so, if a if a man takes an interest in a, in a young man uh, as a mentoring relationships, every everybody gets suspicious. Right. In everybody that. starts treating them like they're weird, man. And, it, and like the, it, it, no point, at no point was it ever weird with that guy. Right. He was just a good guy. Yeah. We need more men like that. We do, man. You take a guy that just wants to help raise a generation of young men to actually know how to do something. Right, right. You know, more than and fix on, and fix his cavities on, on the side. Right, they sit on their butts and and play video games and eat potato chips all day long, and then they enter the workforce at twenty, and people wonder why they don't know how to do anything. Right, they wonder why they don't have a work ethic. Right, and we deal with them where I work at. Yeah. Because nobody's taking the time to teach them a work ethic. Right. Because most of their fathers don't have work ethic. No, very true. You know? Very true. Very true. Uh, speaking so of. So, let's see. We've offended the mothers and the fathers. Uh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> The refrigerator people uh, and the people that are raised in barns. You. You. <laughs> uh, before we go any further. I want to thank our sponsors, SOS Custom Tees. SOSCustomTees.com is where you can get the official double drop kick. Hey, I want to send a shout-out to Michael Hofer, who's still waiting on his phone call for Mark Whitman. Uh, Hofer bought the Life's Too Short to Watch Bad Wrestling shirt. It's the best uh, wrestling quote shirt in the business. And uh, But if you go on. Michael Hofer, not raised in a barn. No, absolutely not. Uh, and Michael Hofer, good work ethic. Yes. Uh 
He's posted a picture a couple of weeks ago teaching his kids how to change the oil. That's what it's all about, man. I'm going to be teaching my nephew how to change a starter on his on his truck here before long. Sorry, I just got distracted. We th- Where we record in the basement, there's lots of wasp, and there's a wasp stuck in a uh, spider web over there getting his just oh, desserts. Man. That's awesome. And the spider is on him. Is he? Yes. Yeah, he just got him. Oh. Dude. Oh, did you see it happen? I, I Well, I'm legally blind. I'm about 10 feet away. I saw the spider move in, and then all of a sudden you've seen the, the, the wasp start jerking around. Now the wasp is not moving any longer. Brock Lesnar has done his damage. Oh, oh, there you go. Oh, oh, he kicked out. The wasp kicked out. It was out. a false finish. Who booked this? See, let me get on to something. Right I know, there. I know. I, I set you up for this. I set you up for this. You did. Um, <laughs> I knew this was coming. I saw this again uh-huh. the other day. On uh, like somebody said, "Hey, that was a great match." My hats off to whoever booked it. Yeah, and that's where we're at in wrestling today. Right? That's why? Why? What? I never in my in my wildest dreams would I offend Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair by saying, "Hey, man, that Ricky Steamboat Ric Flair trilogy was incredible." I wonder who booked it. Right. Right. That's. A, what what the hell does that even mean? That's so stupid. Who right. booked it? That like can't you get outside of yourself right. and enjoy wrestling? Right. Without saying who booked something? Right. Nobody booked anything, man. If two guys go in a ring and right. have a great match with one another, that's on them. Right. No, I'm no. I'm not saying that sometimes Right. you don't have the Pat Pattersons of the world that interject a little something. Right. Right. You know, and put some sprinkles on it and make it good when two guys are not the best yeah. workers in the world. We're not talking about that kind of thing. But just in general. Right, right. 99 out of 100 times. If a match is good, it's because of the guys in the ring. Right. And yeah. Pat, Patters can, Pat Patterson can lay out a match. But you for still, some, still has to be extra. That's right. That's right. That's right. You know? Yeah. I, I think uh, what you're referring to – was the match with Joey Lynch and PCO. And the way they did the ending was like, I guess my compliment to them is who thought of ending? Because they, they, he did like multiple moonsaults and PCO would sit up. And he was killing the monster. And it was just like, man, that was very creative how they – because I had not seen – Otis, was you that said that? Yeah, it was Bruce Mitchell and I. We were talking about oh. – <laughs> No, no, no. And we're talking – and it was – it was. we were basically talking about the finish, that it was a very unique finish. And I don't know who – it could have been Joey Litch, could have been P- – whoever thought, man, we should do this. That was a brilliant idea, and they right. executed it uh, beautifully. You made yeah, – I'm sorry. saying, like, I have seen people say this was a great match. Yeah. My hat's off to whoever booked it. Yeah. I've seen that comment from right. a ton of people. I get nope. somebody came up with a finish. Right. I'm not talking about somebody came up with a finish or somebody came up with an angle. That's different. Yeah. But a match, the right. entire match from bell to bell, when somebody says that was a great match, I wonder who booked it. That doesn't make any sense to me. Nobody says, man, Philadelphia, or no, uh, New England. Made another Super Bowl. Hats off to the offensive coordinator. No, you know what they say? Tom Brady's the greatest. Right. Exactly. And that's what that's the thing, man. Uh, the uh, So, let's get into this. Uh, Saturday night, you made your triumphant return mm-hmm. to the broadcast booth at uh, Pro Wrestling Turbo. It had been over a year 
since you had been to a live wrestling show over a year since you and I had done commentary together, you saw there was a lot of first-time matchups mm. that night. I just want to get your uh, thoughts on some of the new talent you saw, the the feel of the show. What was it like being being back? I mean, it's like I didn't miss a beat. Right. You know what I mean? I'm good at what I do. Oh, I'm not talking about that. I'm not. I'm not talking about your. <laughs> I listen. I know you're great. And you know you're great. But the guy in the car doesn't. Oh, sorry. I was quoting Days of Thunder. Uh, but what? Uh, I, I know as we were Give going. Me some specifics. I mean, I you know, like, how was it? Like, it was fun. I mean, I, yeah. You know, that was my main uh, thing is I wanted you, I wanted you to have fun, no stress. I wanted you to enjoy yourself, meet some people. I did. I could have cared less about meeting people. Right. No, right. Um, I'm not a mark for independent wrestlers. You know, and I right. no offense to anybody. I'm just not. I mean, they're just people right. to me, man. Right. That's right. Like I've I've met Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair. I'm not impressed, right? With you know, whoever with the guy who's all who's got to have a, a description the the quickest in the world, uh, and the greatest looking and the best on the mic, and that's always in, print, in quotation marks before you say his name, right? You know, what's his face slash what you call it? <laughs> I'm not. Right. Why would I mark out for that guy? Right. Dusty Rhodes Dusty told Rhodes you. Dusty Rhodes said I'd have made a hell of an Anderson back in the day. I'm marking out for the guy that flips burgers Monday through Friday. No, there you go. No, I hear yeah. you. I hear so you. So, that's not a – that's just not a thing for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What did you think of the, the wrestling? I thought it was good, man. I saw some guys that um, were really impressive. Man. A lot of the, the – you, you hear a lot of names. You know, when you yeah. do what we do and, and having the the circles that we kind of right. – you more than me. But, yeah. I mean, the, but you know, the the people that follow you on Twitter and that you kind of follow back and the people that are friends of friends on Facebook yeah. that post people's matches. So, you hear about a lot of guys. Uh, it's just a completely different deal from doing it a year ago. Right, um, right. Different people. And yeah. Still, some of the same those guys that like weather the <laughs> weather all the tides, you know. Right, that, right. You know, there's always like that handful of names. Yeah. That you've been hearing for years, and then Cruiser Lewis and yeah. Um, oh, the other guy, I forgot his name. He's got like uh, Boomer Payne. No, no, not Boomer. I mean, I was getting to Boomer, uh, but like the Sons of Steel. Yeah. And, um, God, I know the guy's name, and it just went away. But he's been doing this for years, too. Yeah. Um, God, that's going to drive me crazy. We talked about him. Janazo? No, 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 no. It was not somebody that wrestled the other no, night. No, no, not somebody who wrestled the other night. Um, if I told you his real name, I know his real name, but I don't know his. I don't what does he look like? Like the old guys used to be, it looks like I like actually looks like a full grown man. Full grown man, um, you know, not like a little boy. Yeah. Um, Jesus, it's gonna drive me crazy. And I, and now because I forgot his name, I forgot the other names that I was. All right, here we about. go. I'm gonna hit. Uh, 
Hold on a second. So, yeah, Norton Lewis. Yeah. Um, I just didn't want to give his real name out. Right. Because I don't know if he if he wants people to know that. I'm I think everybody think, knows. I don't think he cares. Right, right. I mean, you know what I mean? I, start, I, try, I, don't, I try to protect right. people. But, I yeah. mean, um, so, yeah, you always hear, like, those names. And they've weathered yeah. every, every fad. Right. And every up and down. And as you talked about the other day, the guys who start getting a little traction and then hit a ceiling. And they're probably right. not going to go any further. Than, than they are, which is, hey, a lot right. of them are making some money. I mean, right. they're getting their, their fees, man. So, there's always those guys, mm -hmm. but the rest of the cast and crew is yeah. always kind of cycling in. And yeah, out, yeah. You know what I mean? It's guys that get in and realize how it's, it's not easy, and it does take uh, me. I mean, it, you know, myself included, it, it is not worth it to me the time that it takes me away from yeah. from my family. So I, I don't – it becomes a chore to me. Right. Um, and it becomes something I don't enjoy doing. It becomes something I have to do. I have a, a friend of mine, and I told him this uh, a few months back, he loves dirt track racing. Right. Which is like the independent yeah. wrestling <laughs> the racing world. Uh, so he loves it. I mean, he yeah. really enjoys it. And he got to know some of the guys that do the flag. Yeah. And he was like, man, I'd like to do that. Yeah. So he 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 started talking to the guy. Anyway, they agreed to let him yeah. start training to do the flag. Okay. Because believe it or not, there's a lot going on with that flag, man. It's not just waving a flag at the beginning and the end of the race. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. There's a lot going on where they have to be watching the whole track. So it takes a while to where they'll release you to be able to do that on your own. So there's not – I thought – I was, I've always been under the impression <clears throat> that he's just a guy and somebody's telling him what to do. Hey, time to – you need a red flag. Oh, in, in fact, he's like the referee. Time, he's the guy that's telling everybody what to do. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know all this either. No, this is talking, great. talking to my buddy about it, man. So, anyway, <clears throat> he wants to be the flag man. He starts telling me, man, I'm going to train with this guy, go up there with yeah. him, blah, blah, blah. $1,500 to train? No, 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 no. Actually, <laughs> when somebody actually knows what they're doing, a lot of times they help you for free. Oh. Um, but um, not always. Um, so, no, he's not having to pay or anything. It's just he he wanted to do it, so they're training him to do it. Yeah. Um, and I told him, I said, man, let me tell you, how, let me tell you what's going to happen. Yeah. You love going to these dirt track races. You love it. You can't wait for it. You can't yeah. wait till Friday and Saturday night. Yeah. Sometimes Sunday night when they're doing them, and he's going back and forth to all these different racetracks. Yeah. Because he loves it. I said, now give it three or four months when you have to be there, and you're going to stop enjoying it. And he told me the other day, he's like, I'm kind of like regretting that I agreed to do this because now it's something that I have to do. He right. Said, I used to go and sit in the stands with my friends. Yeah. And we would talk about everything, and we would have a good time. And now I have to be there, and I have to I have to sit back and watch them still having the same good time, and I ha I can't take my eyes off of what's going on on the track. Right. And, and, uh, he said, "Man, you were right. You know, I remember you telling me that." And he said, "It's kind of getting to where I don't enjoy it anymore." Right. I oh, that's such a good and I mean, such a good. And that's why I stopped doing it. Yeah. Because I stopped enjoying. Does he have to be there at eight in the morning? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I. I so all the time you you know 
I encounter a lot of wrestling fans are like, hey, man, I'd love to do this. I'm like, no, you no, wouldn't you love it. You think you'd love it. You think you would love it. And uh, I'm very, I am very fortunate in that it took me some time. But I do love what I, it's not a, at right now, now in three months, that may be different. But right now I'm in a good, right now I'm in a good, uh, I'm in a good spot, you know. Um, for me, doing it like we did the other night is perfect. Right. I right. love that. Yeah. I did love that because I wasn't responsible for anything. Yeah. Somebody walked up to me. Uh, one of the guys who promoted the show and said, hey, man, how's it going on the commentary? I said, hey, man, just trying to have fun. He said, good. That's all we really need for you to do. Have yeah. fun. Yeah. I'm not, you're not responsible for any of this. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad, right? it's not a concern of mine. Right. Uh, but still, to sit there and see somebody that do something that I had forgot I told them about. Right. That was great. You know? Yeah. And say, so, you know what, I'm going to, like, just this thing that we had talked about at one point, and I did not know it. Yeah, until after. Until afterwards, I didn't realize that they that, that come from a conversation with me. It it is you know I love that right that I love to see somebody that, that like it touched me and yeah. it touches me right now that somebody cared enough yeah about something that I told them to just that they just did it yeah as opposed to me giving somebody a really good idea and them aborting it in the womb yeah right and. And then to there again, just to take somebody that that cared enough to do something that I had forgotten that I even talked about with them. Yeah, just yeah. Because I was there. Yeah, it, like it touched me then, and it touches me now. The I remember, you know, the deal you're talking about <clears throat> when we first presented it to to other people. They just didn't like that. Was one of the most frustrating things for me, uh, being with you. <coughs> is you and I would be in the car, and I would just hear this brilliant idea. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that would be amazing. And then to see you present it and just to see someone who's short-sighted or doesn't have the same vision or doesn't understand it, and like, eh, or they do it and they don't really do it right or they don't, they're not all in with it. Right. And to see the other night, when I saw the spot, I saw the reaction. And it got a huge reaction. Yes. And it didn't because even Because I knew that it would. You know why I knew that it would? Because I didn't create it. No, right. It's something that that happened 30 years ago on a show in Memphis where they actually drew money. Right, right, right. You know, I didn't invent anything. I told yeah. some guys one time. Well, I'm going to make some people mad. Uh, I told some guys, go out there and because we're in a place where they love the baby face. Yeah. And they hate the heel. Yeah. This is already established. Right, right. So you're in the main event, and the, you, the, the hometown crowd couldn't love you, the baby face, more than they do. Right. And they couldn't hate the heel more than they do. That's right. It's fever pitch. Right. So I told the, the baby face to go out there, grab him by the back of the head, and drive his face into the turnbuckle. Yeah. And then do it again. And then do it again, and then do it again, and then do it again. And I want you to do it 37 times. 
uh-huh. and you're going to lose them somewhere around 15. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to count the first 10. Yeah. And then a few people are going to trail off, and you're going to lose them around 15. But by the time you get back to 30. Yeah. They're going to go nuts. Yeah. And the place, the place, the roof yeah. is going to come off of the place. Right, right. If you do that. Right, it was primed. It is perfect, and you will blow the lid off of that place, and then you hit him for the 37th time, you pull him back, he spins around, and all you got to do is punch him and knock him down, and the place is going to go ballistic. Yeah. And they didn't do it. No. They did it seven times on four different turnbuckles. Yeah. Boom, boom. Go no this reaction. One, this one. And it got, you know, a tepid, yeah. which you would have thought. I didn't create that. Right. I got it from Jim Cornette. Yeah. Jim Cornette didn't create it. He watched somebody who knew how to draw money at a hot crowd do it. Right, right. I think that's one of the things now is it's something you've said multiple times, not just on this episode, other episodes. You're drawing ideas that have proven to draw money, mm-hmm. which is or should be, this is the end result. Right. We are doing this to draw a crowd to make money. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like now the the wrestling that people are watching in wrestling, they're saying, oh, the crowd got this reaction. Mm-hmm. that the goal is not to draw the crowd and make money. It's like, let's do this. We'll get a this is awesome chant. Right. Let's do this. We'll get – and listen, if uh, – I mean, I, I've seen things that deserve – I mean, I, I've seen things where it was awesome, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, but, no, just so – yeah, just so good. But I think what what people are watching today, nobody's watching a lot of the old stuff. To steal those ideas, and they're and they're and they're looking for different kinds of. They're not looking for money making spots. Mm-hmm. They're looking for spot making spots. Right. Um, another, you know, we talk about those guys that hung around, and actually, and I get it. Mm-hmm. Boomer pain is, is. We go back to it, and people probably think I'm sucking up to him, but I'm not. I, right. I, I like the guy. Yeah. And he knows what he's talking about. Um, I remember telling him mm-hmm. about this hot finish that I saw just on this random match, this yeah. random match in Memphis right. on a Wednesday night that I watched on YouTube, <laughs> you know? And I said, hey, and this is where it gets to who booked this, mm-hmm. all right? So I sent Boomer this match. Yeah. Because, like, I know you got this tag match with these other people coming. What do you think about this finish? He said, man, that's awesome. And then he took it. Yeah. And he reworked it. Yeah. And he added some things. And and not just him. Right. Partner Bryce and then the other two. I don't want to say who it was. Yeah. I don't want people to be able to go back and right. see what I'm talking about. Um, it's on the SOS Custom Wrestling Network. Four ninety nine a month, seven-day free trial. See if you can figure out what I'm talking yeah. about. Um, and then the four of them got together. Yeah. So they just took – I took an idea from something that I saw. I passed it off to a guy who knows what he's talking about. Right. And then those four guys talked about it amongst themselves, and they figured out a way to take that, build upon it, and do something different. 
and that and it took I knew it was coming, not in the way it was, and it took my I don't know if you remember on commentary it took my breath away because I was like all right this is guys let's it's too much it's too violent. And it yeah. was great. Uh-huh. It was great because they hooked me. Right. Because I, you, I mean, I was sitting there. I, I mean, I remember. I mean, I could see it in my mind. My jaw was on the floor, and I, I was speechless. Mm-hmm. And I, you were just kind of basking in the moment. He's like, and I just remember you kind of gave me the nod, and it was great, man. And I have never before, until now, taken credit, and I still don't take credit for it. Right. I just gave him an idea. Right. I took the seed and put it in the ground. Put a little water and fertilizer right, on it. Right. And then they grew it into what it is. That's not they did that. I yeah, didn't do that. Right. They did that. Right. You know? It's the same thing. Uh, but that's when wrestling is great, is when you have when someone's willing to say, you know what, I'm gonna t-, when someone trusts at, you. At, yeah. at that point, yeah. Boomer and I barely knew one another. Right. He right. had no reason yeah. to say I'm gonna listen to this guy. Right. But he and Bryce and the other two guys still did. Yeah. None of the four of those guys had a reason to listen to me. Right, right. But and when there's when there's trust there to say, you know what, this guy not necessarily knows his stuff. This guy has seen. This guy has put in the time to watch right. the tapes and 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 has seen a more different variety. Now everybody's watching the same stuff. And that, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But there's not that, um, I, I, yeah, I just. Uh, so, Pro Wrestling Turbo, what yeah. do you think about it? I've been to two. You, you know a lot of those guys. You know their work more. Some of them, I'll be honest with you, I just can't remember. I know I was really impressed with Craig Classic. Craig Classic, yeah. I mean, that guy. So smooth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he almost too good. Yeah. To be honest with you. Craig Classic is a guy who could could be an anchor in a good way. He you could know be. That he was the NWA junior heavyweight. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this and is a he's guy working in Greenville now. Right, right. I mean, this guy, and he's good. He is. Um, I don't want to get into too much about how the magic's made. Right, but just watching, watching his. I can always tell. I've, I think we've talked about this before. Um, I can tell somebody who's not comfortable in the ring. Yeah. You can tell somebody who's green by the way they act when they're around the ropes. Yeah. To yeah. me, when I watch a man, yeah. I can watch the way a guy touches the ropes. Yeah. I can watch the way he gets in and out of the ring. Yeah. Not specifically climbing in and out of the ring. When somebody throws him out of the ring. Right. Or somebody throws him into the ring. Or just his handling and the way he touches the ropes and the way he hits the ropes and the way he runs the ropes. You can tell whether somebody knows what they're doing or not. Right. And there was a moment when he was thrown from the floor back into the ring. And and the posi- the way he moved, he didn't even – it's like he didn't – the ropes weren't even there. Right. Right. Is the only way I know how to describe it. Yeah. Man. It's almost like he never touched the ropes. And he, his, the way he could position his body, like you can just tell when somebody is comfortable in a ring. Yeah. And somebody's not scared to take a bump. I could never go from in the ring out of the ring very well. Right. Right. I just couldn't. Yeah. 
and it, I was always awkward doing that. Yeah. Um, going over the top rope used to terrify me because I'm so big. Yeah. Man, what, I'm so big. <laughs> uh, we got to get to that. That's right. Um, That's right. But but this guy, Craig Classic, man, he's – maybe I just saw him have a great outing with one guy. Um, I will tell you this. I saw where you – you said on commentary that they had, he and TK Stark had not faced each other before, and I think that they have actually had a two out of three falls match. Okay. Somewhere. That may have been I, – yeah, I don't know. Because I went home and YouTubed the guy. Oh, okay. And, and – kind of wanted to watch something because I was really impressed with yeah, with what I, I saw. Yeah, I – if – if there again, he's almost too good to be honest with But you. listen, it, I, let me just say this. If you're listening to this, and we do have some independent wrestlers that listen to oh, this yeah. show, the only way you get better and the reason that many do not get better is they, are, they continue to wrestle people – who are as good as them or worse than them. And they're working at promotions where if you continue working that promotion, there's a ceiling. You're not going to get better. Right. If I were a wrestler, okay, and you can call me whatever, all right, and I knew Craig Classic was on a card, Mm -hmm. I would personally call the – I would say, please just let me – I would say, well, let me work this guy because you're going to get better working with him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Austin Jordan. You had not seen him in a, in a year. Uh, performed his final chore. <laughs> That's right. Brought, brought me a cup of coffee. He's my new best friend. Yeah. Well, You're out, Austin Jordan. Jr. Never thought I'd hear those words. <laughs> never thought I'd say those words. No, nah, man. Like, that guy is uh, – his debut. Yeah. Pretty much his debut – uh, was me snatching him up by the back of the head and telling him that his suffering was going to be legendary. And right. Jesse Harper just beating him down. Yeah. Um, I wish that had yeah. been able to play out. Right. All the right. way through. I wish we could have played that out because I look forward to him uh, hitting me with his finishing maneuver and mm-hmm. putting me through a table. That was what I wanted to get to. Yeah. Was, was him doing his finishing maneuver through a table on me. Yeah. And – Having a two out of three falls match, uh, yeah, that ended the final fall with a casket match, yeah, with J.C. Harper. Um, and I wish we could have done that, but I mean, it's all good that we did, right? Know, I mean, um, so I've always knocked him on social media, yeah, yeah. Um, and he and we've talked about it, yeah. Like he he always knew it was me. If I comment on his post, then the people on, that fought that are friends with mine, they see his post. That's mm-hmm. kind of the way I always looked at it. Um, so it was just cool to kind of see him and to see where he's – and then right. to see he, he was in a tag match with three other guys that worked down in the lower part of the state of Virginia, I think, right? They work in the middle uh, – Columbia. So, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Columbia area, which is the lower part of the state for us. Oh, right, got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, the low, yeah. lower part would be Charleston. But anyway, and to hear – those guys talking to him after and say, hey, get us some stuff together. We're going to talk to him about bringing you down there. Yeah, that's right. And that is exactly what you're talking about. He goes all over and he works all different right. opponents. Right, He just keeps getting better, man. It was yeah. just to watch how much better he is. Yeah. That awkwardness in the ring is starting to go away. So, I mean, he's still green. Right. You can tell he's still green. And yeah. He's still working it out. Um, but he was like a thousand times better. 
Yeah. At this point last year, his first six, eight months in the business, I believe he'd had 13 matches. Right. And between in the last year, he's he's had uh, 30-something matches. Right. So, it's, you know, he's done been out there and he's done, uh, you know, he's done the work. He's doing uh, the work. And he's he's getting booked a lot of different uh-huh. – uh, He's, he and and one way you get booked is you just like wrestling is a lot about relationships mm-hmm. is who you know and pretty much to get in anywhere you got to have somebody vouch for you yeah it's almost and, like the mafia man. and to have somebody vouch for you you have to prove yourself in the ring but you also got to prove yourself outside the ring right right you got to be reliable you got to be you know as you know, it, listen, if you're a great wrestler, it doesn't matter if you're really reliable or trustworthy, people are going to book you, you know. True. True. Um, but, but it helps more like for us, I mean, when you have people vouching for you that, that you know, right. even if people don't like them, they respect them, you know. Yes, I mean? that's and, right. Uh, that's right. Um, let's 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 talk about the the the, the main event. Mm-hmm. It was the Breakfast Club of Anthony Genazzo and Josh Powers taking on the Sons of Steel. Mm-hmm. And just a solid, good, great tag team match. Just, just as solid a tag team yeah, match as it can was be. Awesome. Anthony uh, Genazzo, yeah, uh, through one of the best drop kicks I've seen in years. Yes, for a big man especially. Yeah, it was awesome, man. Uh, and he he has not wrestled a lot yeah. over the past year. Just recently got back in. Uh, we thought. And I think everybody thought, you know, it's the homecoming. It's one night only. Of course, the Breakfast Club is going to win. Right, right. But Sons of Steel were better that night. Man. And it was awesome. Like the shock of the crowd mm-hmm. uh, when Bryson Boomer won. And they got the pin on Janazo. Right. The shock of the crowd was amazing. And then what came after. Right. You know, crowd starts filing out. Janazo gets the mic, starts talking, and Josh Powers out of nowhere hits that big clothesline. And I remember looking over and the kids' jaws hitting the floor. Right. The genuine emotion of shock and awe Uh that you just don't see very often anymore. Mm -hmm. And to be a part of that and to feel that and to see that, I mean, I don't – it was special for me. It, me too. It was me special too. to see, I mean, in a day when everybody knows everything. Mm-hmm. But to, to, to be able to know you did something that nobody saw coming. Nobody yeah, saw coming. Nobody saw it. It was great, man. I didn't see it. We were both yeah. in shock. It was great, man. It was great. Uh so yeah, if you you know pro wrestling turbo uh, again, they've had that's three. Not, anybody we didn't knock. That's not a yeah knock on you at all. I just there were so many guys that I, I don't remember everybody's name. Yeah, uh, we we saw you know Savannah Evans and Storm Lee had yeah, an I excellent wanna, match. Yeah, uh, Savannah Evans, man, she should um, get her passport. <laughs> she should get her passport. Yeah, I mean she's. I think she's, and that's not taking anything away from Stormy Lee. She was great too, but I think Savannah Evans has got everything it takes to 
be working on the national level at some point. Yeah. I think she's she's that good. Yeah. Yeah, she was uh again, it, it for me the these the two show, turbo shows I've been able to be a part of just being exposed to new talent that that's been what's that's what's been refreshing for me this year is not necessarily being tied to one promotion but being able to travel around and not see the same guys every weekend to see uh new people uh you know this weekend going to get to see some people I've never seen and had never heard of before uh so so it was good so I'm um, listen if you live if you live, no matter where you live in South Carolina, you can get to some good quality wrestling, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's a great thing. I mean, unfortunately, we've already seen a couple of uh, promotions fold uh, in South Carolina this year. It looks like, yeah. but. What what's the like for everyone that dies six more like cut the serpent the head off yeah, the serpent like uh, like every time a promotion dies there's four guys that think they should have been in the main event that are gonna fraction off and get right two different promotions <laughs> that's right that's right that's right um but anyway it was great it was a lot of fun uh, thanks to the guys there for uh, letting us letting us be uh, a part of it. It's it, told us to have, they let us have fun, and I appreciate it. Right, and uh, hopefully their stuff will be. Uh, um, I got to send them uh, all the audio, but hopefully that'll be up. And it's a good show to a good show to watch. And, and the, the two shows I've been a part of have been very, um, very different. I said yesterday I went to uh, went over to Greenville, and I went into FYI, and they had. Um, just anybody that's around in FYI that might be wanting this. The Randy Savage Ultimate thing that they put out a year or two ago that has two different DVD sets, uh-huh. pair of sunglasses, yeah. the shirt, the bandana, yeah. and all that. They had it on sale at FYI for $15. Really? Yeah. And the one in Greenville had like four sets. I got one of them. Yeah. And as I was checking out, the girl said, did you go to SmackDown last night? I said, no, but I did go to Pro Wrestling Turbo Saturday night, and I guarantee you it was a better show. Right, right. Um, yeah, hey, speaking of speaking of SmackDown, um, uh, Carolina's own Tracer X debuted on 205 Live. A lot of Carolina guys. Ricky Roberts. Ricky Roberts, the hottest star. Going to be taking the world by storm. I, uh, I, I, I was thinking about this this morning, okay, because uh, I'm, I'm always trying to get ideas for new shows, new content. And, you know, I was some, I guess I was saw an old Southpaw Regional Wrestling, and I'm like, you could do an ongoing show like that. Oh, yeah. And I thought, Ricky Roberts is a show waiting to happen. Yeah. I, so, yeah, the, the, the conversation. I, I don't think we've seen the last of Ricky Roberts because everybody seemed to be kind of. Right. And maybe it's just because we live in the, in the area right. where he's from and whatnot. But, <laughs> what was weird for me is I saw one of the national wrestling websites and they did this real big article and identified right. Ricky Roberts uh-huh. as John Schuyler. And it was like, wait a minute, what? 
<laughs> but it was like they had got this big scoop. I'm like, uh, where are you guys living? I know, man. It's all like, the same thing. It's like, uh, yeah. Identity of Ricky Roberts finally revealed. <laughs> I remember seeing something like that. It was weird because he didn't look the same. No. And I don't know him. Right. Really. Um, but I have talked to him. Yeah. Uh, we're not friends by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Uh, but I was with a mutual friend one night. You yeah. were there. Yeah. And we stood in the parking lot and talked to him for 15 yeah. or 20 Yeah. Minutes. And when I saw him, I said, that guy looks familiar. <laughs> yeah. Who's that? Yeah. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I feel like I've met that guy before. Right. He's, he must be from around here. And then it, as I began to watch, I went, wait a minute. That's, <laughs> that's John Schuyler. Hey, speaking of John Schuyler, SOSCustomTees.com right now, you can get the official John Schuyler memorabilia cards. Just click on that trading cards link at the top. We got memorabilia cards. We got autographed cards. They got everything. And they're our great sponsors. Also, a lot of this stuff we talked about, soscustomnetwork.com, seven-day free trial. No risk. There's so much risk in this world. Like, you risk, you walk out the door, you risk getting MRSA every day. Every day. You risk, I got stung by a wasp the other day. Oh, wow. You're taking a risk. Have you seen some of these people drive? You're taking a risk. No risk. soscustomnetwork.com, seven-day free trial. And after that, listen, hey, use, use the code. Two ninety nine. Get your first month for two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. That's less. That's probably less than that smart water you bought. Uh, and if you're lucky, coming up, you'll be able to see twenty minute time limit with yours truly. That's right. It's get. It's it is being. <laughs> and what's no doubt going to be the lowest rated segment of that show. <laughs> and everybody's going to be like, "Who is that guy? <laughs> and why is his shirt so tight?" Oh, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah. So uh. Two ninety, it gets you first month two ninety. It's only four ninety nine a month. You know, I feel like the Hurley boy. Come on, <laughs> come on. Subscribe to the network. <laughs> Will you please subscribe <laughs> to the network for the love? Hey, uh, we're we're gonna change gears here. We got uh, some other things we want to talk about. We want to thank you for listening to the Double Drop Kick Show. We'd love to hear. I would love to hear your thoughts on Twitter. I'm at Heath Mulligan. Mark at, at the DDK Show. Uh, we would love to talk with you. Uh, man, this has been this has been great, man. It's it's good. We haven't seen each other in a while. We got a lot to do today, man. We got to finish our tournament. We got to talk Vader. Uh, we may do a special patrons only show. Uh, who knows what we're gonna do? We can do whatever we want to. We don't even know what we're gonna. That's right. We ain't the flag waving guy. Nah. We do what we do, and let the chips fall where they may. Allegedly. And I am pretty sure, if I know anything, I know Mark Whitman. And I know that at some point today, there's going to be some sort of chicken <laughs> on my plate. And I'm going to get uh, enough pudding to get this reaction from Mark. That's a lot of pudding. <laughs> How do you eat all that pudding? <laughs> I, I get Where it. Are you putting all that pudding? <laughs> I think we know. 24 pounds of pudding. <laughs> you might uh, be asking yourself. Heath, where did you get the money for all that pudding? <laughs> and Heath's going to say, don't you worry your pretty little head about that, baby. <laughs> so, listen, hey, if, you're, uh, if you'd like to take us up in the woods and let us sleep in your barn, we're your men. <laughs> I ain't moving any trees, though. But I will record the greatest podcast in human history. But for the Double Dropkick Show, as always, I'm Heath Mulliken. And I'm Mark Whitman. And that's it this week, fans. So long for now.